David Osikin is in the pocket is sponsored by the School of Rock Main Line and Kroger Percussion. I'd like to thank the School of Rock Main Line located at 511 Old Lancaster Road in Berwyn. You can visit their website at schoolofrock.com. As for Dave Marsh or Rick Allison, I'd like to thank Kroger Percussion at krogerpercussion.com at a backslash ITP and it'll bring you to a website. You'll get a 5% discount. Call Eric Metz at 215-669-8588. That's KrogerPercussion.com. Yeah. There we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the David Osikin and In the Pocket podcast. Good afternoon. I'm coming to you from Regsburg, Germany. It's 4.45 in the afternoon here. And, uh, I, you know, here we are. David Osikin is in the pocket on this beautiful day. It's really beautiful here. It's sunny. It's hot. My co-host is joining us today. It's Freddie B over there. How you doing, Fred? Good. Not bad. Yourself? Yeah, I'm a little, little, little tired, but I'm okay. I'm hanging in there. You know, I mean, it's been a it's been a long ride. We've done 24 shows. We just did a, a run of uh, eight, uh, I think, eight shows in nine days. So I'm feeling a little toasty, but I feel great. It's been a, it's been a gas, you know. Nice. But it's it's good, you know. But we're we're not here to talk about me. Right. We are honored and and um. Almost, I'm a little overwhelmed to have our guest today. Uh, my wife, Dallin Pavey, is our guest. Hi, Dal. How are you? Hey. Hello. Hello. How are you? How you doing? Good. We're good. Good to be here. Wait, what is this? Episode, what did you say? Oh, this is episode 111. 111. Yeah, and you've probably felt the pain of every one. No. <laughs> I, I listen to most of them, though. I think yeah. yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm don't a- be nervous. You don't have to be nervous. Listen, just think okay. that we're just hanging out because, listen, you you know, you can actually say anything you want on this podcast because right. there's no and then you're yelling rules. <laughs> no, 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 you right. can. Dallin's been on the podcast a few times. He hasn't been on as a guest, uh-huh. um, but she's kind of sat in a couple times on the podcast when we were in the other location when I was doing it. With Andy, uh, and and for the last uh, I don't know, uh, and Dallin and I have been together for thirteen years, and I know this story about Dallin and her father, and but and uh, over the last uh, well, I guess the last few years we've been talking about it, and and after the fortieth anniversary of him missing, um, you know I've been, I've encouraged her uh, to make it as public as possible so that she can maybe have some closure from this thing. And uh, I know it's really intense. And uh, I know, and maybe, uh, how, how are you feeling, honey? You you okay? You feeling okay? Uh, are we allowed to talk about what you're, are we allowed to talk about what you're going through right now? I, I came down with COVID. It finally got me on Monday uh, mm-hmm. night, Monday. Yeah. And, um, today is the first day so far that I don't have a fever. So that's good. Yeah, it feels that's good. Crazy. A little weird, but I yeah. I feel okay. I feel okay. okay. Just easy watching a lot of TV, yeah. but um, yeah. but yeah, I'm okay. I'm up for this for sure. I I, I was cool. surprised because uh, Freddie, I was telling Dal, I said, you know, uh, we've been on tour. I got a bug of 
uh, last week that was really horrible. Uh, maybe I, over the years, since I'm older, I get this, you know, uh, maybe I'm allergic to some foods and stuff like that, but I got really sick again here. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking this has got to be COVID. Water. Maybe you're not drinking enough water. Yeah. Sound like my <laughs> wife. Yeah, I know. She, I, I got that a lot. She, 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 uh, point, she gave no. me a hard time about that. She's right. You know, right, right. Well, look, here you go. Look what I brought on. The ah, show. I got my water. There you the, go. The, the Germans got it down, you know. So, um, yep. but again, uh, we're not here to talk about my illness or my not feeling bad, but, 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 uh, I'm glad that you're feeling better. And, I, but, um, yeah, what, what it came up was the fact that, uh, I've been around a lot of people, we've been playing a lot of festivals and, I've been dodging that bullet, but eventually it's going to get me. I know it got Freddie. You I had it. it. I had it last month mm. and ha- had a fever for like yeah. four days. Yeah. And then yeah. on day five, you got better. It broke. Yeah. 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 I'm this glad you're okay. Day three right. for me. Mm. So hopefully uh, we're, we're yeah. through it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, so listen, we, we only have uh, an hour. And I want to talk about this because, um, you know, one thing that um, Dallas' father, Eugene Pavey, uh, I, one of the things I remember doing uh, with Dallin was that we, we took a ride to Brooklyn. Was It, it was Brooklyn. And yeah. we wanted to go visit her, the house uh, where, you know, she talked about in, in uh, actually in Philadelphia Magazine and in the story she talked about getting her father's address right. and trying to track him down when she was visiting her grandfather. Uh, we, did your grandfather, of course, right, Dal? Right? Is that the I was thinking my grandmother and my grandfather. At the right, house. right. Yeah. yeah. So instead of me trying to tell this story, um, okay. you know, well, why don't we just... Sort of, well, what, what, yeah, one I'm thing sorry. about the Brooklyn story, I, I like to drive by like where I used to live and knock on the door he's like don't you get out of the car stay in the car somebody's gonna kill you <laughs> I, I was okay. worried i'm a husband uh, i hear you he does oh, that. you never know uh, but anyway yes. i mean seeing that it, it's the the 40th anniversary and it was also my father's 90th birthday in march um it just started coming up again. And every couple of years, I, I, I try to dig and find something. And I've called the police department in Miami. I've called, um, I've gone online and sent emails to like the FBI and the CIA and the Freedom of, Freedom of Information Act. And it's always just a dead end. It's just a dead end. So um, I, I really wanted to, to do something. And we had um, Cliff Hillis and Beth Lennon over for dinner. And they're just like two of the most upbeat, wonderful people you can ever meet. And like, you do it. You got to do it. You know, you can do this. Even if nobody listens to it, you do it and see what happens. And like, she really just gave me that little push to do something. So, um, so basically that that's how it all happened. And, you know, I don't know if if you want to, go back and talk about like what my childhood was like and what no, I, I, I do. I mean, because, you know, I, I grew up, you know how I grew up, you know, I had a mom and dad. Mom and dad I, and I, was in a regular family and I, yeah. the antithesis of that. And, and exactly. Fred Berkley and I grew up in the same neighborhood when I was right. about 10 or 11 and we didn't really, I was like a little girl. You're no, we didn't. Yeah. I'm a couple of years. I'm the same age as Dave. We're a week yeah. apart. So, big deal back then but back then know, yeah a few years you know right. 
you know, I was really the only girl in the neighborhood that didn't have a dad. I had a single mom who was really young and pretty and only 21 years older than me. So she was basically a kid herself. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, my parents broke up when I was like three and uh, we lived in Manhattan. And when we, when they broke up, we moved to Atlantic city and he had this little, uh, he had like a small single engine plane or something. It was tiny, maybe four or six. He would fly me back and forth to, uh, to New York. And I think when I was about, uh, I don't know, I guess maybe four or five, he lived in the city in Manhattan and he walked me by the Ed Sullivan theater and there were all these girls and kids screaming outside. And, yeah. and uh, yeah. he knew the, the guard from walking by there every day. And he said, what's going on in there today? And the guard said, it's the Beatles. Beatles. Cool. And, uh, you know, my, my dad's like, do you want to go in? I'm like, no, no, I don't want to oh. do the drugs, you know, so. The Beatles, uh but, but wow. so about your father, I mean, because not everybody's father has a plane either. So when I'm growing I up, so, so but, but, your, but your dad, but he, what did he do in New York at the time? He oh, was, well, he was he, on an interesting gig. Yeah. So if anybody watched the show Mad Men, he was like a creative director, a creative guy. And um, um, my uncle told me that he had something to do with the design of uh, true cigarettes. I don't know if you remember the filter. Sure. Like yeah. Yeah. Like the, like the Mercedes Benz emblem. Yeah. And it. also, he had something to do with the legs egg, the stockings that came in the oh, little, wow. in the thing. Um, he never told me that himself. My uncle told me that, but he was a really creative guy. And um, he and my mother bought like, you know, our great furniture that we still have now, which is the uh, Eero Saarinen tulip table and chairs and the womb chair. And we have an Eames surfboard table and, you know, all, all of that stuff from um, this late 50s and early 60s, all of that mid-century modern right. stuff. Um, I know about because of him and because of my mother. They, they bought yeah. all that when I was just a baby and I still love it and appreciate it to this day. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I mean, so for a while there, it was kind of, I mean, you, it was normal to, to what age? Your relationship, um, you had mom and dad told Well, they were only together until I was three. You know, I, I remember little things about hugging him so hard when he would put me to bed at night, not wanting to let him go. And I remember going to yeah. my grandmother's house in Brooklyn and they had a little Pebbles doll for me and she would feed me, um, like Rice Krispies, and because I hated white milk so much, she would put baby food in there, and I would eat Rice Krispies. Ah. And so I have memories. But when I turned about five or six, he wrote a letter, which my mother saved, and I still it's barely staying together, just basically saying, I don't know what six-year-old would understand this, right. but basically saying that I love you, but I don't want to share you with your mom, and I'm going to have to go away. Wow. And maybe you got that when you were six, six. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I didn't really understand what that meant. I knew that it wasn't good. And I had memories of like walking from school mm. and thinking, well, I know my father's out there somewhere. I just don't know where he is and I love him anyway. And hopefully he loves me too. And maybe one day he'll find me. And, and that sort that thought sort of kept going even into, um, more recent times, especially with Google, like maybe 10 years yeah. ago, I hope he's alive and I hope he Googles me and he yeah. can see that I'm doing okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, but, I mean, um, we've, 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 I know just with you and I, uh, it's always been something like, I wonder, I mean, because you, you hear these stories of these people that go, go away and they just, they, they engineer their disappearance. And right. being, your, being your father was such a, a, a smart guy. You well, know, um, and, and, and getting involved, what he got involved with, he might be thought about, like, how do I get away with nobody? We haven't gotten to that yet. I mean, when he yeah. went away that first time, it was just because he didn't want to pay child support and he didn't want to share me going yeah. back to my mother. Yeah. So yeah. all of the years passed, and now I'm 15. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm thinking, where is my father? And so I thought, well, maybe if I go see my relatives in Brooklyn, they know where he is. Although I would ask them from time to time. We didn't really keep in touch that much, but I would ask them from time to time if they knew where he was and they said that they didn't. And I think they really did feel bad that, that he never saw me. Um, sure. you know, it was like sad that he had this yeah. dog that he never saw. So um, I, I called my uncle and they invited me up for Thanksgiving dinner. And I took the bus up to New York. And when, um, I got there after dinner. We had a beautiful Thanksgiving dinner and it was great to see all my cousins that I didn't know. <clears throat> and so when we went to sleep that night, I got up in the middle of the night and I went down into their kitchen and I looked in their drawer yeah. and there That's was a- some, That took right some balls. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It didn't feel bad. For, it, it's, I, I didn't feel bad about it. It didn't feel sweet. It just felt like I was there. You felt like you're entitled. I guess I did. And maybe yeah. I wasn't. There was that phone book and um, <clears throat> I I went right to, you know, P for baby and it said Jean Pavey and I wrote down the number. And when I got home, I called it and his friend Sanford answered the phone. And um, so really it wasn't even his number. They didn't have his number. They just had his friend's number, which was an old number and address he had given me back when I was five or six years old. So I called it and Stanford said, he's away on a trip. I'll give him your message. And to make a long story short, it, it took about a month for him to finally reach me. I called, uh, he, he called back. I missed his call and he called me back. And it just, it, it went back and forth a few times. Finally got to talk to him. It felt great to hear his voice. He sounded exactly the same. He sent for me right away. I went and spent a week with him. It was just wonderful. He lived in Fort Lauderdale and he had this yeah. cute little Volkswagen convertible bug. Yeah. And um, he had all of these really cool young friends. And, you know, we were like smoking pot with the friends and like no dad would really do that. But I thought yeah. it was really cool. Yeah. And then, um, you know, for a couple of years, I would go back and forth. But then he got in some kind of trouble. I think he was selling amphetamines to like graduate students for their thesis yes. thing. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, today, today, today it's Adderall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But whatever it was, it was illegal and he got yeah. caught and, um, and uh, they sent him to, um, I think it's called Eglin. And yeah. uh, he was there for 90 days. And in fact, he was there with some of the, um, uh, Watergate guys. Oh wow! Uh, so oh, you, well, you mean oh? So I got it confused. I thought that was later. I didn't realize that. No, that, he that was that early. Because no, I love the I love this part of the story where he was in with like he. I don't think she was G. Maybe G. Liddy. No, no, no. G. It was, Gordon, G. Liddy was in it. Was no, in it. It was, it but was there guys, were. It was guys yeah. I hadn't heard of. Not that I'm. 
you know, so up on Watergate, but uh, it wasn't the big, the big guys, but it was some yeah. of the guys from Watergate that, and he said they were really fascinating guys, but yeah, he, sure. he told me that. And, and in the process of all of this getting back together, he's writing me letters, I think like every month, every couple of months and just telling me what's going on. And it seems like, you know, every month he had a new thing that he was going to try to do to get himself in business and make some money. And after he got out of this three month stint in prison, he had nothing. And uh, he wanted me to come down and visit him. And he had this bungalow in Coconut Grove that was like, it was horrible. It, it had, yeah. it was that infested and he would yeah. sleep outside in a van. It was literally one room right. with him. Right. How, how old were you then, Dow? I think I was about- How old were you then? 17, maybe just, I was right okay. around when I was graduating from high school, I think. And okay. um, right. and it was a pretty horrible trip. I, I, I didn't like it at all. I would have rather slept up in the van and let him sleep in the house with the rats right. running forth. Um, and then what started to happen was the next time I went, his house, he still had a bungalow, but it was a nicer bungalow. And he had this really cool red Austin Healy. Mm -hmm. and like he had like more of these cute friends and parties and it was like a lot of fun to go down there. So like another little thing is we would uh, go out to dinner and, and he was selling pot. I didn't know that at the time, but he was selling pot. I was just having fun and going out to dinner and driving around in Porkas and stuff. And so we go out to dinner one night and he makes his reservation under Dr. Pavey. And the hostess comes over to our table and says, excuse me, Dr. Pavey, you have an emergency. And he goes right. to the phone and he comes back. He said, we have to leave. And I'm, and I'm like, why? I want to eat dinner. Yeah. But uh, he had like to meet somebody for this drug deal. And when yeah. I say meet somebody, he wasn't going out with a bag of pot and dropping it off somewhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah. right. at the top of the ladder with this yeah. stuff. And right. what started to happen was cocaine in the 80s in Miami, like Miami yeah. was the sure. thing. It was yeah. the it was smaller to move. It was lighter to move. Right. You could get on planes easier. You could hide it on boats. And so right. this is what started to happen. And it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I, I remember opening a kilo of cocaine and putting a tablespoon on the counter, like wow. right, out of the, right out of the kilo and yeah. opening a suitcase with $50,000. He, he was like bragging and showing it to me because yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. So that's basically what went on for yeah. a while. And back then, I mean, think about it nowadays. You know, I mean, we gotten a lot of information, more information. But back 70s, 80s, I mean, record companies even had budgets where they had the Coke budget and things like that. It was a different, it was thought of differently. And, and, people, and people didn't, I don't know if back in the 80s, people were thinking that it was going to, it could kill you. They, you know, obviously it made your heart racer, but it wasn't looked at that way. Don't you think that like it was kind of normal, at least in my. Oh, yeah, yeah, my sure it was. Working my in a restaurant South Street and yeah. like that's what we did. Nobody yeah. thought it was bad and it was going to no. kill you. It was no. like, you know. No. no, everybody did it. I mean, I knew like, I mean, it was a, a, not, a, you know, that abnormal for a Friday night, Saturday night, every night for me. <laughs> it did a little bit. It was just something that you know was a part of the the evening out you know so yeah. it was a bit expensive for 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 me but i remember that was something that was it was it was normal it certainly isn't doesn't have and and rightly so rightly so it should 
the stigma it has today, what it can yeah. do to you. You know yeah, what I mean? Because we're not exactly. advocating for cocaine. Exactly. We're just telling the story about what it was about. Yeah. Not a yeah. good thing. But back then we were young and we were stupid and we were having fun. Yeah. And, uh, and I was having a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, and, and like these dinners, I would come home to Narbers in my little bedroom in Narbers and like drive around in a beat up Chevy Malibu with different colored um, bumpers or fenders and then go to Florida and, and be in, in this like environment with all this money and lavish champagnes and dinners. Yeah. So we went to that dinner, David yeah. knows about this. We went to a dinner, there were, I think there might've been, yeah. I don't know, 16 of us, something like that. And like right. just bottles of, of Tattinger flying, like bottle after bottle after bottle. And I remember the bar bill was like $1,500 back then. And my father's friend told me he thinks like the whole bill might've been like $5,000. Right, right. Wow. A lot. Like 1979, yeah. You know, it, nobody spent that kind of money yeah. for dinner. Yeah. And at dinner, I just but recently- drug lords did. People yeah. that were like a part of cartel. Because at that dinner, I don't know if you want to you know, tell this part of that well, dinner, yeah. but you had some real heavyweights, the heavyweight, uh, I think it was the Medellin drug cartel. Yeah. That woman was, uh, made they made movies about her because she was Blanco. notorious. Yeah. Rosalda Blanco was at, that, was at the, one of these dinners and I had no idea she was there. She was just another wow. table. But recently, a friend of my father's told me that uh, that was her at the dinner. And uh, they were trying to recruit these other two guys, really nice guys, friends of my father's, young guys um, from the pot business into the cocaine business. Wow. But no, no yeah. part of it. And then um, they didn't they, want any part of it. The two guys. No, no, no. They were happy just doing their little smart. Thing. And yeah. uh, and they wanted you to end up dead. Yeah, and and so like I said, I, and I remember going to sleep at night, and he had this beautiful house. There was like a security wall right outside my bedroom window. I'm thinking anybody could jump over that security wall, and like yeah. I'm the first person they come to in the house. Right, right, right. I mean so, that 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 woman, she was known as the was it the Black Widow? Black Widow. Or, Black Widow. Gisela Blanco, and she's credited with over 200 murders, and she More personally. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and then she was really, uh, she was not a nice lady. I mean, she no. took people down. No. She would kill children and animals. Yeah. And yeah. Anybody, anybody, I don't Just, think that she personally did it, but she had people yeah. that she, right. killed, she had two of her husbands killed, one of them in front of their son, whose name is <laughs> Don, Michael Corleone. Michael Corleone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So she, she she was pretty scary and um uh, and then the next time i went down there uh, oh he meets this young girl the wedding that's what i wanted to get into the, the young that kind girl. Of stuff. nice nice girl from a jewish family she's like 18 years old and i think i'm 22 and i go down and i meet her and uh you know i'm thinking what does she want to do with my father right. you know 50 years old she, you were and, thinking uh, that back then? Did you? Yeah, but even back course. then, you. I was yeah. older than her, and I didn't want to be with a guy that old. Like I, yeah. I the attraction was the money, the drugs, the cars. It was like being sure. a rock star. It was like being yeah. a rock star. Sure. You know about that, guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So he's yeah. like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> we can talk about that later. <laughs> uh, but uh, one of one of the. Um, 
one of the, as soon as she started coming into the picture, like it, it just, I think she was jealous of me. I was jealous oh. of her. I wasn't getting the time from my father anymore. It just understandable. Kind of mm. a drag. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they have this wedding and there's bodyguards at the wedding. The video is amazing. Finding that video for me was, yeah. I mean, it was just a story, Fred. It would, to me, until we digitized these, these, uh, it was, was it, what did I digitize? It was an eight track, an eight track or what? I had these cassettes. VHS. Yeah, VHS. Oh, oh. Yeah. I took yeah. it to a friend of mine that I met that used to work. 1982. I'm surprised. Yeah. It didn't wow. And, and we bring it, I bring it to this guy who was digitizing stuff that I had from touring. And then I said, let's, let's, let's have this stuff digitized. And we brought it home and then we, you know, Dallin put it on her laptop and we watch it. And we start seeing all these things that she's telling me. Well, how crazy. Video. My yeah. father has himself mic'd. With, mic'd. Oh. Yeah. He's yes. The whole time. And he's a bit wow. of a writer. And he's just, you know, going around telling everybody he's moving yeah. to the Bahamas. And we're going to get, um, you know, his wife is going to get learn how to fly a plane. And we're going to not to get out of the business. And he was just talking way too much yeah get uh, out of the business yeah he promised yeah. her family that when they got married that they yeah. would get out i mean and before the marriage though i remember one time because you know you told me this story um about jan michael vincent and you guys were at this party i want to bring that up because you know he had a pretty that's a guy that just kind of really became yeah. a, like, almost like a street person in santa monica he didn't yeah. pass away. But Alan, you told a story where you uh, he was a nice guy. You guys went to get a Coke because you were out partying with this guy. Well, Rock. Was it Rocky yeah. there? My, my father disappeared. But um, uh, after my father, dis well, after my father disappeared, I went to Florida to try to clean up some of his um, shit. Oh, for right. One of his friends' um, girlfriends uh, took me to Vero Beach to meet with Jan Michael Vincent, and for the weekend, I didn't know he was coming with his girlfriend. He, <laughs> um, I mean, if you remember him back then, he was yeah, pretty he darn. Was he was Airwolf. He was on TV. He yes. was. I thought he played, and I think Jan Michael Vincent played an episode. There was a flip. Remember Flipper? I think he. Oh, played, I know that. I think he played Sandy. Adder when I saw Jan Michael Vincent. Yeah, yeah. Here we are in a hotel room in Vero Beach with Jan Michael Vincent and his wacko girlfriend uh, yeah. doing coke. And uh, but he was really nice and friendly. And I and I remember that I I wanted to go get a coke, and he offered to walk me down to the machine and like put the quarter. And I'm like, oh, Jan Michael Vincent just bought yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty crazy night but I mean yeah. you know the fact that it was Michael uh Michael Jan Michael Vincent um yeah. you know made it really fun but otherwise yeah. it was kind of a creepy yeah, night that's cool. but um did you yeah. feel that even back then that it was a creepy night or back then it was just a night out having no. a you know party I was like I'm with Jan Michael Vincent this yeah, is right right now you look back now and you get the creep factor but when you think about those times when you were in it, you were having a good time. I was, was having it was good. Yeah. Even after my father disappeared, but just to go back um, for um, a few months, 
um, they, they have this wedding with all of these um, bodyguards and everything. And uh, he's mic'd and he's talking all of this shit about what he's going to do. Right. And then right. go back to his house. And the next day I'm supposed to fly home. But he never comes out of the bedroom the whole day. Now, I get that it's the day after he got married. But these two people have lived together for like over a year. Right. And I'm his daughter visiting there for a couple of days. They never came out of the bedroom. And I got really angry. And I finally knocked on the door. And I think he gave me $50 or $100 to take a cab to the airport. And I was like, screw that. So I came home. I went back to work. And then about uh, a month later, he invited me to fly down again and um, spend the weekend with them in the Bahamas. They were going to Great Abaco Island to buy a house and get out of Dodge. And, but I didn't want to go because uh, of how I was treated the next day after the wedding. He did did you a favor. Good thing you didn't go. He did you a favor. And might I add too, because I'm sure your Ross, your mom will be watching this. And she didn't know, Freddie, she didn't know anything. Dallin kept kept everything from her. She wouldn't have let you go. Yeah, even even the stuff that was happening before with like sure. just the party, and she goes like, because nowadays she's she'll say to Dow, you know, like, why didn't you tell me? But it, you know, it didn't make sense to do that back then, right, Dow? It was uh, I couldn't have told her. I didn't even tell my closest friends. There was one person who knew about it, Meryl, and she knew about it because she was coming down to Florida with me for a couple right. of days. So I yeah. told her, but nobody really knew. Mm. Um, and I didn't want to go back to Florida after I was treated that day. Sure. It, it, fun that it was turned into a big drag and I just didn't want to go anymore. Uh, so I went about my business and uh, I think it was about July 2nd or 3rd, I got a phone call from um, one of the guys that worked for him doing, he, he was flipping houses, redoing homes and, and selling them. And one of his foremen called me and said, you know, your dad never showed up to the Bahamas and um, his wife's 15 year old sister has been waiting at the airport over there and they never came together and he's missing and you need to come. So a day or two later, I was on a plane and went to Miami on her family. Did you by yourself? Well, my mother helped. My mother wanted to come. I was like, no, you are not coming. Uh, Cause she had no idea what was going on down but um, her family graciously graciously took me in and uh, took care of me for the six weeks that I was in Miami while they hired private investigators and the Coast Guards and the police. Everybody tried to find them, and they really just vanished into thin air. There was no boat, no body. None of the stuff that was on the boat was ever found. Everything just disappeared. Um, yeah. And it, it's just like they vanished. So yeah. uh, I was there for six weeks trying to figure out what happened. And since I didn't know, like, I, I didn't think they died. It was like too much to, to just yeah. think what could have happened to them. So I never really knew or thought, or I, I don't know, it's hard to even put into words, but I came home with no closure. I, I never grieved. I just like, I came home. I started dating Rob Miller. I went back to work. I, you know, started working in radio. Like life just went on. And yeah, nothing I met, started. I think I met you around that time, right? 80, yeah, I met you in 1983. 80, yeah, 80, yeah. 
history, and he disappeared in July of 82. So uh, I just went on about my business and never really thought hard about it. And, uh, and then just recently, it's just been nagging at me, nagging at me. And so yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did this video series that, that yeah. Beth Lennon suggested I do, yeah. and I got yeah. such an incredible response from it. Yeah. Uh, that, Which was uh, nice. Although you should talk about the, what you did with Al, your ex-husband, Alan, when you were telling your story, that was a big part of it as well, wasn't it? I mean, well, when, really I, when I hear that with the Library of Congress, when I hear you tell your story, because you thought it was going to be really horrible, and it yeah. turned out that you were articulating yeah. your story beautifully, and well, I think you talked you about that. We were watching 60 Minutes one night, a few months yeah. back, and um, they did a story on StoryCorps, which is... Right a really cool thing, everybody should look it up. What they do is they collect stories from all over the United States and they log them with the Library of Congress as oh. part of American history. And so I was with my ex-husband, Alan, and we were at Ground Zero in the train station there. And there was a, um, uh, oh my God, I'm having COVID brain. Um, what what the, happened? There was an airstream there. Yeah. Uh, that was that had a big sign on it called StoryCorps, and he knew what it was because he had done an interview. And he said, "You want to go in and tell your story?" So I'm like, "Okay, why not?" Um, but it wasn't a great time in our marriage, and I was really sad. And I went through this whole story like I'm going through now, and it felt disjointed, just like it does yeah. now. <laughs> and, yeah. um, um, and I forgot about it. And our marriage ended, and we're still great friends, and, and we like him a lot. Yeah. But uh, so we're yeah. watching this show on 60 Minutes, and I said to David, you know, I did one of those things like in 2005 with Alan. I said I never heard it. I have such bad feelings about that day, but I wonder yeah. what it sounds like. So I, they went into their archives and they found it for me, wow. and um, I, I uh, invited people who wanted to hear it on Facebook to send me a message, and I would email it to them or text it mm -hmm. to them. Right. And it came out so good. It was so it, it just told everything. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm telling you, like, what is it now? Almost 20 years later, mm -hmm. my memory was much better every, of everything then than it is now, because it was yeah. it was very detail oriented. But it yeah. was a great story. It's so really it's really good. Yeah. You know? And you so didn't think it was you didn't think it was going to be, uh, you know, it was first like, I don't know. It was, it was very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. So I took that voiceover and I used that voiceover to basically do the videos. Gotcha. Um, and then I just added my, you know, extra voiceover stuff. Sure. And yeah. I, I put it on Facebook and I put it on YouTube and Instagram yeah. and TikTok. I put it everywhere. And yeah. people really, really enjoyed the story. And what's great about this down too, and Freddie, is that um, people will tell you. Like, you know what, it's interesting because I don't always know what people are going to want to listen to or what they're going to hear or what they're going to even like sure. when you post it. But but you but when you put something up that everybody like has a thing that's, they use that word like, uh, what is the word that spreads it? Viral. Uh, uh, when you have something that has that component. Dallin's story right away, people were immediately, like the people that she did not ever talk to or they were happened to be friends and people just reached out to her, wanted to hear this. Yeah. It really had, I had got it, you know, it touched a nerve in a lot of people. 
I it's thought a fascinating terrific. story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I have a question, actually, uh -huh. two part, and not to be well. First of all, you said you reached out to the FBI, and nothing, like no response, like they could. No, no, no. They answered me. They said you have a case number, and we'll get back to you. And then several months just said, you know, regarding this case, it was like a form. They just said, regarding this case, we found no evidence of Eugene Pavey and gotcha. no evidence of blah, 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 gotcha. blah. We found anything. It's just odd. And and it also could be because it was 1982 and a lot of those records are gone now. Right. Yeah. yeah. Second part, not to be insensitive, have you ever thought about maybe a documentary movie well, concerning this because the story yeah. is fascinating well that, that's what i'm finding fred that people are really fascinated with the story like to me i you know it's like you tell people and, and you don't want to bore them i don't know it's how your life it it's your life of it's course me, i couldn't tell how interesting it was but people really seem to like it so when i put these videos out there uh victor fiorello from philadelphia magazine watched them and he said would you want to do a story about this and i said well yeah of course um, and so that's that really between the the video and the article that kind of really put it out there yeah. and so i um i recently got a an email from a production company in the uk that's would like to pitch it to do a documentary they have yeah. channels here and channels there so that would be pretty cool um yeah. You know, I'm just waiting to see what the next step is. There's a sure. journalist in Miami who um, is really going to do some investigative digging and put a story together and 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 pitch it to right. like a yeah. bigger publication. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. And then mm -hmm. whatever unfolds from it, I mean, you know, it, it's it's an interesting story, I guess. Yeah, 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 to yeah. me, to me, it was always a more, you know, I mean. You're my wife, so I mean, like I, I we talk about this a, a lot, and I just thought, well, any way that you could get some closure and some peace, because you know, yeah. I don't have, I don't have anything like that going on in my life. I don't know about you, Fred. I got like, you know, I know where, you know, my parents are. You know, I know where they rest. Those kind of things, yeah. but you know, to get a kind of peace is huge. You well, know? yeah, so I, hoping the more people that hear about the story outside of the Philadelphia area, you know, maybe it'll, it'll reach someone somewhere and they'll say, you know, it's been over 40 years. Let, let's just let this girl know what happened already. So, yeah. so I don't want yeah. to get anybody arrested. I don't sure, want to, sure, sure. I just want to know what happened. That's so all. So you, you said, I, I read the um, article and watched the video. So you basically have like three theories of what might have happened. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that a little? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Well, the the first one would be that they like took off to South America or something. Um, yeah. But that Watch doesn't me. really. Uh, I'm sorry. Or a lot of people run to where, where was it that uh, was it? They a lot. Portugal seems to be a place people seem to want to go to. The country, oh. get away for some but, reason. Find a country. You know, she was so much younger than him. I don't think she could have stayed quiet all of this time. And she right. was so with her family. She yes. had two sisters and they were all like a couple of years, a year or two, three apart. I don't think she right. could have 
done that. That's a little um, far. You know, to go in yeah. A also, yeah. we talked a lot about your dad. I mean, you know, that family was obviously affected by what's going on here. I mean, think about it. Oh, she was their like lives 21 years old. Their I mean, lives were never the same. She was 19 years old. She was a child, and it ruined their family. Collateral and, damage. Yeah, really, really terrible, terrible. Um, the other thing that uh, I thought might have happened was that it was piracy because it was a cigarette boat, and... Um, they were known for running drugs and money oh, yeah. and the triangle people disappear all the time. So that would make sense that they just saw a man and a woman out there on a cigarette boat and figured, Oh, I'm sure they have drugs. a lot on the boat and drugs. And so that, that could have just um, been the second scenario. The third scenario, which I kind of think is what happened, but of course I'll never know yeah. is that I think he just told too many people what he was doing, where he was going and when he was going and um, that and they knew they, he had he had cash on the boat. Yeah, you know? he had a lot of cash on the boat because he was making a down payment on a house in Abaco right. Island. So I think they just were either waiting for him out there in the middle of the ocean. There's there's a certain way to cross over from Miami uh, to Great Abaco Island, um, and I think you know they just got him, and maybe they. Yeah they shot them and threw them overboard and hosed down their boat and brought it back to shore and just right. took everything. But um, also they had boating trouble. Uh, they left Miami too late in the afternoon to make the crossing. And then they stopped in Fort Lauderdale, um, I think to work on the engine. Um, uh, but Dow, you've, you've talked to people that have, that's, there was one guy that you talked to that saw him on the dock, like that saw him that day, right? I mean, yeah, well, yeah. Be able to talk, chat with people. Yeah, you know, saw him before he left. Yeah, there. One of the guys at the marina said that uh, they saw him, and there was another guy on the boat. But the guy on the boat could have been from the Miami marina, taking him to the Fort Lauderdale marina. There's a lot of weird stuff. Right, and right. They said that they didn't see his wife on the boat, and, but she could have been underneath. You know, they they had sleeping quarters and and stuff underneath. Maybe she just wow. didn't. So it's not like she was missing from the boat. They definitely wow. together. Um, so there's all kinds of weird things. Right, so, right. Uh, yeah, so you got those three things. And then, I mean, your imagination could do like and tell you like all kinds of different things that went on. I also thought, thought it was uh, pretty fascinating when you told me the story about when you went over to Abaco Island afterwards and, you know, searching out like what he was going to He told, you know, there were some things that he left things that you know like you you know you go to a safe there's supposed to be something in there that wasn't what was supposed to be well, i mean those I was, things are kind of interesting as well the I was car surprised. your mom in the car oh, that's amazing um i was actually supposed to go with um my ex-boyfriend rob miller uh to to go but he got in that car accident and all of that so my mother went with me, and uh, that was definitely a yeah, yeah. Fun trip. Mom, I'm sure well, you're listening. She, um, she, she had a what was it? Can I tell the caddy story? She wanted to bring the caddy home. Was it a Cadillac <laughs> or something like that? Was like, yeah, there was a Cadillac there that uh, yeah, yeah. somebody gave and, my father. Or I don't know. You said no way. You're not bringing that car home. Like, I think it, 
the Cadillac. Let's bring it home. But in the meantime, it was like a Cadillac probably from 1968. It was like yeah. this old, dead yeah. Cadillac from a drug dealer who was either lending right. it to his father or something. She's like, let's oh, bring yeah. it home. Like, no way are we yeah. bringing the Cadillac home. Yeah. I don't even want these people to know that we're here. Let's just yeah. like get yeah. down. I, I, I want to say, listen, I know you obviously have issues with your father. For me, hearing the story from you, I've always was like, you know, damn it. Like, you know, but I remember what changed a lot for me was reading the letters that he wrote you. Like those letters that you found, he, Dallin read, we sat down at the kitchen table and the bar there and we just read these letters that he, he wrote her and he just, he loved her and he wanted to, you know, he was always trying to be, he never really measured up and he wanted to try to measure up to be a, a good father. Right. And I, and he kind of wanted those, there were a few other letters really got to me and I thought, you know, he won me over, but he was a bad guy doing some bad well, things. Well, I, uh, I don't, I don't think he was, I don't know if he was a bad guy. I just, uh -huh. think he got, I just think he got wrapped up in stuff yeah. that was over his head. I mean, if, if you read those letters, um, summer, summer signed Jean and summer signed dad, which I don't know why. And it's funny because I never knew what to call him, Jean or dad. Right. Yeah, but yeah. Um, he always said he loved me and he always wanted me to come visit him. And he always was going to, you know, there was always like, you're going to come and you're going to stay here for a while and I'll help you get a job. Like he, it was really, really nice for a while. And all of that other crazy stuff was, was not always in the forefront. It was more at the end, but when yeah, we right. first together before he got into all of this mess, yeah. They, yeah. they were loving letters. And, you know, I forgot I had them. And if it wasn't for this Philadelphia magazine article, oh, I never right. found them. They were stuck in a box in the garage. So that was really a gift from this. And then yeah. also from doing this Philly Mag thing and, and the videos and the voiceover, everything, I feel like I finally grieved my father's loss. There you go. Yeah. There I, you find go. I think that's great. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it, it feels good to purge sure. all of this. I'm sure some people are so sick of hearing this story already. Uh, but, your but, life. but you have to, you, you, look, you have to take action in your own life. Everyone does, you know, to clear, to, 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 to have peace. And you had to do this, you know, and you're still, you're not done. I mean, you've done a lot of stuff, of but I think, you know, this is part of, you know, getting there, you know? It's just been, um, it, it's a sad story. It's a crazy story, but it's my story. Right. Um, and it really has felt great getting it all out of me instead of just throwing a few sentences across the dinner table, you know, when we're at sure. a party or something. I mean, it's, it, I really dug in and, and told the, the grit of it all. And it's a shame that he comes out looking like such a bad guy. Maybe he was a bad guy, but I still have some really, Really yeah. good memories. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 I mean, look. Yeah. I. I it, it really I is a. It's a remarkable story. I still love my father. You know. Yeah. He may have done and a lot should. of. Things, and I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I totally well, that's heavy. That's that. heavy. So, <laughs> really heavy. <laughs> uh, it is really heavy. Uh, so, okay. So. Where, where are you doing? What's coming up next with this? You have some, you know, you're, you know, because to me, I always thought, like, I always encourage you, you're, you know, write a book, write about it, do something. I mean, I the, the, the fact that we can use, 
writing a book is a lot of work, but I think the story is a, a fascinating. And I think that, the, you know, like what I've gotten from people, as you know, you asked me, well, who's this person? Because I would share Dallin's story and then people would reach out to me and say, I have a similar story. I went through the same thing. I love the Tony DeCopo story. The fact that his father did the same thing. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think it's really, we're living in a different, he's on CBS, the CBS mornings. And his father was a pot dealer, one of the biggest pot dealers in, I guess in the world, because Florida, if you're a big pot dealer in Florida, there was a lot of pot that came oh, yeah. in Florida. Pot dealers, but he he did a lot of what my father did, and his father survived. He went to prison, but he did survive. And in fact, I did write to Tony DeCopel, um, and he and I asked him if his father knew my father, and he he wrote back that he he didn't. And uh, he even shared um, a little photo I put up from Philly Mallow's Instagram story, yeah. which was yeah. so exciting because I'm such yeah. a big fan of his. But uh, yeah. you know, I'm just waiting to see what happens next i'm hoping that okay. i hear these producers in the uk i'm hoping that this journalist in miami um finds something and i'm hoping that one thing leads to something else sure. and yeah. you know yeah. maybe before we leave this earth I'll, I'll find out more information sure yeah it's amazing the generosity of a lot of people when they hear a story and they you know uh, uh and people just assume that you haven't had things going on in your life in your lifetime and People want to uh, want to help, you know, if they can, and, and and they generally do, you know. So I mean, it's it's, it's been, it's yeah, been everybody's great. been so supportive, and I'm hearing from people that you know I haven't talked to in years, and and running into people in restaurants who say they read my story, and it's wow. it's been um, a very positive outcome for kind of a negative story. Sure. Yeah, sure. but I, I I like it that you know I like I, I like the stories, and I uh, Dallin and I have uh, I met met him through uh, a jeweler friend of Dallin's, uh, and and I like the the guy that fixes the rings and the earrings and stuff when oh, he was oh, telling oh, the story oh. of what was the the, the yeah. he went to this God yeah. used to like split yeah after and, me oh. and, 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 and they, his father. A father, his father, uh, wasn't he the father owned Artemis, right? In the city? Was it him? Yeah, yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So <laughs> I, I, yeah, and, you know, uh, I forgot, I happened to be reading a book at the time, and uh, uh, and, he, and he had a bunch of interesting dudes that were in prison with him, and, the, and it was a little bit, was it Alan Wood he was in? I think it was Alan Wood. He was in Allenwood. So he was, it was like, they would always call it a country club yeah. jail, you know, uh, and, and when you're dead, right back. They called it club fed. Club fed. Club, club fed. Yeah. Right. yeah. There were all these interesting dudes. The guy was great. And, and, and he took, one day when I was there with Dallin, he was saying that he was telling me the story to me in there. There was, I forget what mob guy was in there, but there was a big, a Genovese guy, but some mob guy in there. And he, this guy was, a, he went to visit his dad and he was telling a story about like his dad, like hanging out with the big time mob guy. And uh, he said they were all like family guys, you know, they just going to work. I'm just going to cut somebody's head off today. You know what I mean? It was yeah. pretty crazy, you know? So, 
You know, yeah. I mean, I, 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 Dallin, I, I'm, I'm, you know, the family I business. am very, yeah, right. What, what, what's the that? Family business. The family business, and yeah. you know, you, your dad had a business, and you know, I'm glad you didn't go down that route. You're doing, doing great. This is really amazing what you're doing with this. You know, getting your story out there, and it took a lot of courage because you're going to get your criticisms, and people are going to go like, you know, what is she doing? And, you know, that was a bad business, but you gotta, these are things sometimes you, you, again, like I said earlier, you have to have closure. You have to address it. You have to be willing to throw it out there, you know, because you'll get a reward for it, you know, whatever well, that may be. Well, sometimes already, you don't know. I've already gotten the reward because yeah. the reward is, is uh, getting all of this off of my chest. The reward is, sure. you know, getting so much positive feedback right, and right. Uh, having Philly Mag cover it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Gotten the reward. I, I I don't think I don't think it's done yet. Is there anything like I was looking? I know we talked about it, you know, questions and things like that. But is there anything that I missed that you want to talk about? Is like that? Is there? Did I hit all the that like fine points of the Dallin Pavey Osikin and I, I, you know, I, thing here? I hope it came across okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, listen, it is what it is. The bottom line is the bottom line is, and I and I said this before. Um, the the ending of this story right now is still the beginning. I'm just a little girl who loves her dad, and I want to find out what happened. And it, sure. it kind of took, you know, a couple of left turns along the way, and he didn't do all of the right things. Um, but the wrong things that he did were a lot bigger than most of the wrong things that yeah. other dads did. Sure. And he paid, a, he paid a hell of a price. We didn't even talk about you, him being able to witness you going after the little Miss uh, Atlantic City award, you know? You didn't even, oh, didn't even get to touch on him. Enough. He knew yeah. about that? Uh, uh, Miss City. Yeah. yeah. I was mad that my mother put his name in the paper as my father or something. I have that memory of that. He was a difficult oh. guy. Wow. And, uh, oh. You know, I think oh. my mother made the right decision yeah, yeah, she did great. She did, she yeah. did, she did great. She really did a, a good job raising a little kid. You know, she had me when she was 21 years old. And, yeah. uh, you know, I can't yeah, she, imagine. Uh, I just can't imagine her, her being so young and being responsible for a child. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, kudos oh. to my mother. And she had no idea what my father was doing. And, you know. That's the Roz. Hey, Roz, the good job. We love you. So we're coming to a close shortly. Everybody's good. Dallin, you're going to get better, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling yeah. better today. Yeah. I, don't think I, hope, I, I hope this wasn't too painful for you to get up and do this, your morning time there. You know, no, so I actually put on clothes since Sunday. So um, <laughs> it feels good. It's a, good an part. excuse to get out of bed. Right. Yeah. I, I told her lay in bed, order food. We got great friends, and everybody's all for the kitchen. So Pierre brought me Chinese food. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Laura brought um, Anna made homemade. Yeah. And Laura yeah. brought my yeah. door. Yeah. My mother brought me meatballs, and um, my my neighbor Michael went and got my prescription. I mean, everybody's just been cool. really great because they know it's away, and I'm here by myself. So. Right. Right. Yeah been really wonderful and i and i thank thank you yeah. all i do and i thank you too you know being away i felt a little guilty you know like being away and you get sick and i've had my friends you know the pals and people have checked in on you and supporting what you're doing loved. i do i Good. feel very loved. well you are babe you sometimes are. 
feel that way, but I do. Yeah. <laughs> Freddie and Fred, you're good, man. Everything's good yeah. with you. You're I mean, playing. You're being you know, busy. I became yeah. a grandfather again. Hey, congratulations. Oh, my God. Number five. Mazel tov. Yeah, thanks, oh, man. First yeah. girl. Little oh. girl. Right. Oh. And you know how much I love you. We grew up together. I know. I love you, too. OP, yeah, I'm, baby. So, I, I'm so glad you could be be with us. You know. Thank so, you for having me. Of course, I'm man. I'm honored you're, because you're, you're, I, I even told David, I was like, are you sure you want me to be part no. of this? You know? Oh, yeah. No, we it, did. Because it's we so personal. Did. No, yeah. man, we, we wanted you, you know? Fred, you were like a part of my life. I mean, Fred and I, Dallin, you know, and it's like you. Yeah. You know, Fred, since the Hooters started, we've been yeah. buds. I was telling somebody the other day, uh, our very, we yeah. have the same age of birth. That's right. Right? Well, yeah. Fred, when I read Fred, here, uh, Fred the Red. Fred the Red. And we <laughs> had, we are, we, we, our birthdays are a week apart. I'm even yep. older. I'm, I'm a little older. You're than older. By like seven days. Five, seven days older. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're living the life. We're having a a good time. I'll be home soon. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I got eight more shows. I got a day off. I don't have to play tonight. I'm hanging nice. out in my 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 hotel. If you notice, I got my little Sweet. fan. I got my air conditioner. I got a nice little you know little deal here. So nice. um, I'm gonna grab some dinner. I'm gonna hang out. And uh, right this on. is podcast 111. And I want to thank everybody for joining us. It has been a lot of fun, Dallin. I love you. Thanks for being on. Freddie, I love you too. Love you guys. We'll, we'll hang when we get back. Yeah. Listen, we'll see you again on In the Pocket. Dun, 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 dun